Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Hi, good morning or good afternoon. It is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, and I am coming from Jacksonville, Florida. It is rainy, windy, and a little bit all over the place, y'all, but I am so happy to be with you. I'm I'm sorry I'm a day late. Um, we are in a hurricane, um, effective um, hurricane warning, so... I have been on um, assignment through my job, weathering the storm. So I've been on hurricane duty. And um, this weekend, I had such an awesome, awesome um, time and planned a party for my husband. And I wanted to just talk briefly on that really quick um, and then jump right into our motivational Monday. Um, That's still a little late, but hey, it's okay. Um, But this weekend I did, the Lord laid something on my heart to do for my husband and I called it a kingdom man party. And I wanted to just talk about it very briefly, even though it was something that got laid on my heart. But I think it's important to share. Um, I believe there's several reasons why the Lord laid it on my heart. But one of the things is I feel like we in a culture have... um, we we basically you know we're we're boasting that all of our men are or not all but most times is oftentimes said that we we don't have where our african american men are in the home or they're taking care of their kids or if you're looking for them they're in all in prison or shooting each other um or in jail you know there's just uh if i could say a stigma and i felt very very um led by the lord to celebrate my husband i have an excellent husband um but number one celebrating him as a kingdom man and what to me a kingdom man is is a man whose sole source is god his foundation starts on the word of god and everything else is a resource and i thought it was just imperative also for other reasons that the Lord had led me to do this party, but I wanted him to know, you know, how much I love him. But I remember telling God in prayer more than him feeling my love. I want him to feel your love. You know, I wanted him to know that we as his family appreciate him. He gives so much to our family. His family is always first, but I I feel like oftentimes we have to be reminded that just as women, you know, sometimes, and I know all women are not the same. All women are not emotional. All women don't require, you know, touchy feely words, but I'm saying for the most part, most women, we like, you know, we want to be catered. We want to feel the love. We, you know, there's a way that a woman wants to feel, but I think sometimes we forget that men are the same way. They want it. They want words. Actually, one of Javier's love language is words of affirmation. Um, and so they, words are just as important to them. Feeling the love, the touch, you know, you, we have to be reminded, um, that it's just as important to give as to receive. And, and I'm speaking from a wife stance. And so one of the things my mom taught me early on was that my marriage, and even I remember her telling me my dating is more spiritual than it is physical. And that's a whole nother subject that I won't get into now, but I will say that it takes God to keep a marriage. And so you might feel 
feel like, oh, I'm cute and, you know, he cute. And I know if I make him a cheesecake every day, that's gone because he like to eat. But that cheesecake might do nothing. He might be appreciative, slice it every day, eat it. But you're not doing anything for him. But you could seek God and God might say, hey, you know, every day if you packed him a lunch and surprise him with the lunch and put a note on it, that's going to bring a smile. And you get all kind of responses when he going to refer and you like, but I cooked the whole meal. You like a lunch. But what you don't realize is that lunch cut off time, gave him 20 more minutes in his day that he could either sit or read or sleep and he didn't have to get things to get. And so my point is just again, y'all acknowledging God in everything. There's nothing that we can take for granted, even in how to make our spouses happy. So I said all that to say, I surprised him with the kingdom party had um, the Lord gave me exactly who to speak to him. And y'all, it was just beyond awesome to see the smile and to just for him to I honestly saw God's love I know he knew I loved him as his wife his children but I saw the hand of God just loving on him so anyway I want to share that to encourage other wives out there because um it's not about me you know it's not oh I'm so wonderful and I thought to do this and do that that was God you know God gave me um what to do it how to surprise him um so I'm just thankful for that so I just want to jump right into this motivation on Monday um because it is just so, so important to me that I try to get all of this out. And um, I'm just so excited. Y'all, I'm trying to like, like kind of just calm myself down and pace because the Lord has been speaking to me today. And I, and even though I knew, like I tell you all the time, Motivational Monday, I always seek God. I don't just think, you know, oh, okay, it's Monday. What scripture I'm going to give them? Because you could really just give out all the word and the word is going to encourage. But I don't treat it like that. I really want to make sure I'm saying what he tells me to say. And I want to just simply, we are in the same scripture we were in last week. And I think there are several reasons for that. Um, um, we are going to be coming from again, Luke one and 37 for the word of God will never fail. Um, the amplified version says for with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. And then again, Luke one and 45, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. But I want to just share something with you that I heard and the Lord began to expound this thing in me and y'all, it just, I'm going to be honest. I like, I think I cried. I worshiped, I praised, And then it's like the Lord just began to blow it up in me, but I was listening to something and it just stood out. And I was thinking about how, you know, I keep telling you, okay, let's get the word. Y'all, we have to get the word and we have to get the word in us. And if you are new to Motivational Monday, that's what it's about. Getting the word in us, building a framework, a solid foundation in God's word. We will not grow without God's word. We know who he is and who his son is through his word. He puts his word above his name. So our foundation has to be in the word. And the more that we stand on the word of God, our faith is built in our hope and our trust and we become empowered in our faith and we can stand tall because we recognize it's not us and so that's what motivational Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday is about because every day we have to spend time in the word of God but y'all I heard something in thinking about getting this word um, and it just blew my mind and it was basically I was doing just some research on fasting and praying and 
I was thinking about, you know, prayers and how we pray. And we know I, I, I say a lot of times another reason why it's so important to get the word in us is because we pray the word. You know, we can talk to the Lord. We can just say some things and share with him some things. And that's fine. Ask him some things. But after that, you better know this word to just remind him because God is a God. He's a respecter of his word. Um, He will. He stands on his word. He responds to his word. And so when I was thinking about it, I heard just this simple thing. And it said, what is your mindset? I'm paraphrasing it. What is your mindset? Is your mindset an orphan mindset or is your mindset of one of a child? Um, a daughter, a son of the king, a daughter of the king. And let me explain what I mean by that. God began to expound this when I heard it. And a lot of times when we go to God in prayer or we're believing him for things, sometimes as believers, we go in as orphans. And what I mean by an orphan when you think of an orphan, they don't have a, a, a mother and father, you know, as an orphan. Um, but when you think of your child and I literally began to think about it in the, in the sense of Olivia, Miles and Langston, there's just certain things that they are entitled to because they are my children. They can sleep in my house. They can eat out the refrigerator if they need a ride somewhere like there's certain things that they don't have to. It, it would be weird if every morning they woke up and I'm just saying coming from school begged me, Mama, can I please sleep in the house? Can I please sleep in the house? Mama, can I please get a ride to school? Mama, can I please be a part of this? You know, you will be sitting out looking at them like this your house like you can go eat what you want why are you begging me to get a snack like certain things just come with the territory and the Lord was showing me this is how we treat him and he was like I want you to encourage them and be encouraged yourself I'm, I, I'll tell y'all every time I'm talking to you I'm talking to myself as well even if it's something I know I'm re-encouraging myself to be mindful that don't come to me like an orphan you know when we've given our life to the Lord as believers that's the blessing, right? Because we are now adopted. We are we are heirs to the kingdom. We are his children. And so we, though, in our prayers and how we believe, we act like orphans sometimes. And when I heard that, y'all, it just blew my mind. And the Lord began to expand so many things to me. And he said, I was reminded of the scripture that if he'll take care of the birds and the flowers, how much more will he take care of us? But when you think about it, there's things as a child that you can declare, like saying me knowing my mom, if somebody tried to come tell me certain things, there's certain things that I can declare on behalf of my because I know my parents. I've lived with them. I know there's things that my mom has entrusted in me as her child, even as an heir, as the oldest. My mom and I have had discussions about things that she's put in place. There's some things that I can declare. There's some things that I know because I'm her child. And then there's some things that I might have to find out. But my point is, there's just some things that I stand confident in because I'm Faye's child. I'm Larry's child. So nobody can't, you know, tell me certain things when it comes to my parents or my household. And that's how God wants us to stand confident in his word because we are now his children. And we have to be careful that we are not in an orphan mindset. You know, we don't have to contend for certain things or fight for certain things that he's already given us. And when we recognize our identity in him and y'all, I just kept thinking about that. My identity, my identity. I am God's product. I am God. He put me together. He knew me before he put me in my mother's womb. He purposed. He has stuff like 
I am his responsibility. And it's like when you recognize who you are to him, you're like, oh, my God, there's things that I don't have to, you know, y'all, it, it just becomes a bonus. I don't know any other way to say it. And I don't know. I want to encourage you to think about that, you know. Don't go in prayer or even in your belief. We can't. The Bible talks about a double minded man is unstable in his all, in all his ways. And I'm going to tell you, when I heard this, there were even things that I was convicted on. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect or I haven't had these moments. You know, this is about transparency. I have, but I was whipped a little bit through this study as I was doing it because I said, oh my God, because what we have to be mindful of is even in our prayers, are we double-minded? And what I mean by that, we quote that scripture and you might think, oh no, I've chosen God. I ain't double-minded, but it could just be in simple things. Lord, bless me. To, and then, you know, God, I want to be what you called me to be. Use me, God. Lord, I want to do this. And then Let's say he's let. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm scared to talk. I can't do that. Lord, use me. I, well, it's like, do you or do you want? You know, he might be right on the edge. Up, oh, she said today she can't do it. Oh, okay, I'm getting ready to do it. What well, she said now? Like heaven don't even know how to bless you because it's like right when you asking for something and he about to do it. It's like I don't know. I don't think I can do it. I'm scared. I, why he chose me? I don't think you know. But we got to stand confidently in our prayer. And y'all, I just saw the seriousness of. Of, I saw double-minded in a different way. I saw, you know, that orphan thing did something to me because like I said, I really put it in context of Langston Miles and Olivia. I would be insulted as a mom if every moment they, mama, can I please have some chips? Mama, can I please get my bike? Mama, can I please sit on this couch? You would be like, boy, this your house. Go sit on the couch. You know, this, everything in here belongs to you. And that's how I think sometimes God looking at us like the the Lord said, everything in this earth, it, the fullness there, you know, we, he said, I've given everything to you. And so I think when we understand who we are, we then begin to declare the word of God. And this is where motivational Monday is so important. It's, it's important that we stand in the word and begin to declare it and remind God through praise and worship. This is what you said. And we take a stance of faith, knowing that if it's year six, he's going to do it. And here's the thing, y'all. We have to know just like, again, our natural children, there's things that we, we plan to do for our children. Like I'm just saying for my child, for my child, it would be nothing. I'm, I'm just using this for example. If my children are responsible, they've been great kids. And I and Javier say, you know what? We want to put aside and we're going to put um, $100,000 down to help them with their first home, or we're going to just give them this. Y'all, I would do, I, let me tell you something. That's the mindset I am for my children, right? And so there's things I'm planning. So there's things that they are going to just get because we want to do better for them. But right now, Miles and Langston and Olivia are not in a position and a posture to handle $100,000 or even know that they have it. And so there's some things that we are working on them as their parents and stealing things in them, sharing. And as they get older, balancing and doing, we want to see different things before we bless them in a certain way. And so God says, there's not something you have to beg. There's 
things you look, I'm going to release them. But a lot of times God is just getting us ready for the blessing. It's not that you can't have the blessing. It's not that the blessing is not even there. But he said, before I release it, I want to just, I need to get a little bit here. I need to work on some perseverance. I got to get her a little bit disciplined because we don't want premature blessings. And so even in this, I saw such a different way of thinking because we have to know this word and declare it and stand and know that God is for us, but then celebrate him and say, God, in your timing, I receive and all the blessings that you've already released. He He said no good thing will he withhold. So I don't have to, oh God, if you could heal me, oh God, if you would provide, God said that's done. When you've given your, you're a child, but your prayer now becomes God through your word. This is what you said. And I receive it, but I ask that you would prepare me. I keep thinking about Joshua where it says how he told the people before they were getting ready to cross over Jordan. He said, go consecrate yourselves for God is going to do great things on us tomorrow. And I'm paraphrasing. But my point is there was a way that they even had to get to receive their blessing. You know, he said, go consecrate yourself. And so I just wanted to encourage you to not come from an orphan mindset to know your identity, know who you are, research the scriptures, be willing to know your God. Maybe you don't know everything, but if you are going through something and you might know a couple scriptures, go ahead and tell God, okay, I want to know all what you say and begin to proclaim and me- and memorize and, and take a stance on the word of God, whether it's healing or you're believing for salvation for someone and stand and declare what God has already done. There's authority that we have in his word. We are his children, y'all. And so we can't vacillate between, you know, two opinions and faith or fear and, or trust and hope we have to know and so we have to posture ourselves in faith and and that's what I wanted to encourage you we are not doing another scripture for motivational Monday but I wanted you all to know what God is doing like oh my god I just thought about when I was thinking about when he was showing me this the orphan and a child then I went right back to our scripture for the word of the Lord will never fail and it's like when we know his word y'all we can we can stand in it I think about that amplified for with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible and so I just wanted to encourage you today to do a self inventory step back for a minute and say hold on because as we're getting in our word and we're building this foundation and we're standing in the word of God y'all we've got to begin to it's not just memorizing it's not just okay well I today I learned um Luke 137 and I can quote it but do you believe it are you standing in it do you know that for the word of the Lord will never fail when the doctors say this or maybe your husband is looking you in your face and saying you know I don't want your God do you know for the word of the Lord will never fail I don't care what this man said but God said his word won't return void and I'm going to stand It's year seven, but I'm yet believing for his soul It's year 20. I think about something my minister um, said at my church and that thing just put it in perspective because he preached on patience and he preached on what it means to wait on God. Y'all. Oh my God. It just blew my mind. But one of the things he brought out is Noah. He said, think about it. Noah preached the word of God for 120 years. 120 years. And I love, he said, and if I could just say it this way, he said, now soul got saved. You know, he's, but the point was, 
Noah never changed his stance. Can you imagine preaching 120 years and nobody got saved? But when it was time to get on that ark, guess what? The word of the Lord didn't fail. Who? Guess who went to knocking? Everything that God said, he gave them time. They didn't believe it, but it came to pass. And so my point is we have to know and stand that sometimes he's working. He's doing more than one thing. And it's so funny because even when he gave the definition of patience. It just blew my mind. And he said, patience is the capacity or the ability to accept or tolerate delays, trouble or suff or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience is waiting with grace. Y'all, let me say that again. This, I mean, he blessed me, one of our ministers at church. He said, patience is the capacity or the ability to accept or tolerate delays, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience is waiting with grace. Y'all, that thing just blessed me. But I, when he said that, I thought about Noah, you know, but it's like we have to know again for the word of the Lord is never going to fail. And I said, oh my God. And then I thought about Lamentations 3 and 25, y'all. And it says, the Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him, to those who seek him on the authority of God's word. And that's the amplified version. And so again, I keep bringing out these words because I want y'all to understand. I'm not just talking to say, oh, y'all, it's Monday. Let's get in the word. Woo -woo. Yeah, word. No, y'all, this is our life. The word is our life. The word is how we know our father and our mother. I mean, I'm sorry, our father. And I think about my mom and dad. You spend time with them to know them. Yes, I was born. I know. But if I just and I'll be honest, I actually think about a period that me and my mom kind of went through and I was um I, I was in my 18, 19, you know, thank you, no stuff. And, you know, I just felt like she was all up in my business. And I remember just kind of pushing her away a lot. Um, I wanted to do my own thing. Now, mind you, I grew up with my mom. I know my mom. There's things that I know very well. But I remember during that period, there was a little bit of a gap because I didn't want to be around. I just my attitude, you know, and I remember pushing her away. But I remember a period that God really dealt with me. And I had to go back to my mom and apologize and say, Mama, I'm so sorry. Can we start over? This was my bad attitude. I was disrespectful in these ways. And y'all, I remember from that day, the closeness, me and my mom, things that my mom began to share, things my, y'all, from that, that moment, that apology, that dwelling with my mom, what are you doing? Let's go eat lunch, coming and sitting from her. There were things that I began to benefit because yes, I knew her, but I really got to know her. I began to, she began to share things with me, prayers she had made, proclamations she put on my behalf. I began to learn so much about my mom that I never never knew. And I'm sitting here like, but that only happened. Guess what? Because I chose to spend some time with her. And so I say that to say, we are, we have been, when we gave Christ our life, we walked into, I mean, a kingdom y'all that's full of blessings, but it can't stop there. We have to make a, a, we have to make a commitment to get in this word, to know the Lord, to spend time and know our heavenly father, to know what's in our kingdom, to know the promises that he has and to wait on them. We don't have to act like orphans. We don't have to beg to eat tomorrow. We don't have to beg to be healed. We don't have to beg 
beg that you would just save somebody that you would love. God said there's things that came in this kingdom. Sit down on that couch. Walk in this grace. Walk in your healing. Declare. He said, know who you are, but know even if it's not happening right there, know that I'm working on something. It's not that you can't just like our children. It's not that our children not going to get certain things, but we're working on them. We're developing them. Some things we know is premature. You know, and so we have to begin to really look at him in, in that father um, relationship. And then I wanted to just leave you with some word. I, I, You know, I just got to plant word. And so I just want to go through some scriptures. You can read them, but I'm going to kind of go brief. But I just want to just end with word, y'all, to just remind you we are not orphans. So I want to start with 2 Samuel 7 and 28, New Living Translation. It says, for you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your words are truth. You have promised these good things to your servant. Psalms 9 and 10, the New Living Translation says, those who know your name, trust in you for you O Lord do not abandon those who search for you I'm talking about a God y'all who loves us and then in the amplify it says and those who know your name who have experienced your precious mercy will put their confident trust in you for you O Lord have not abandoned those who seek you Going to Exodus 14 and 14, New Living Translation, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Isaiah 40 and 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Again, y'all, this word is not going to fail. Isaiah 40 and 31, let me tell you, these next three, they, they just, I mean, the word do something, but these next three, Isaiah 40, 31, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And then Matthew 6, 26, 27, y'all, it says, look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. So y'all, it said, okay, now the birds, they not putting stuff to side. This is how they eating. But he said, they're eating because your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Oh my God. Matthew 6 and 30 says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Can y'all hear God just ministering to us? Oh, we don't have to have no orphan mentality. And then listen, he said in 31, um, Matthew 6, 31 through 33. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Let me stop right there. But your, well, let me finish it. Verse 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But you have your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Again, orphan. And a, and a child, an heir, you know, he's basically telling us here. He said, these thoughts dominate people that don't know me. When you, they should wonder, you know, if I'm just saying, if somebody didn't know me and they like, I wonder if Latrice going to feed me tomorrow and they're not my children. And they, that would probably, yeah, I don't know you. You, I might help you out. I might not, you know, I'm just saying, but he said, when you know I'm your heavenly father, 
I already know you belong to me. What do you mean? He said these thoughts dominate the these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But he lets us know seek after the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. That's what you be concerned with. Listen, this is what he's telling us. And he will give you everything you need. He said, I birthed you. I already know your purpose. I know what you need to carry it out. I don't you ain't got to beg me to help you talk. You don't have to beg me to help. He said just and and I want to be honest. I'm not saying that we can't be transparent, but some of us, we got to know when it's saying, God help me. You know, it might be, Lord, I'm about to go to, I need you. You know, I'm not saying you can't be transparent, honest. Uh-uh, I ain't, I got no feel. I got, got, no, we, we're human, but we got to also know how to stand in this word. And even in that, we got to talk y'all this word. That's why it's getting ready to, to, this word is getting in us. Lord, I can see that fear is trying to take me, but your word says to cast all my care like we got to know this word so that we can begin to have walk in our victory and he's letting us know how much he cares us and then i looked at psalms 84 and 11 and it says for the lord god is our son and our shield he gives us grace and glory the lord will withhold no good thing from those who do not what is right so he said i'll illuminate i'm your son but then i'll protect you at the same time y'all this is the heavenly father we have and then I thought about when I'm talking about us being his children, first John three and one, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. And so y'all, we can't be up there with them. He said, they don't recognize me because they don't know me, but we, we gave our life to him. We should know. So we shouldn't take the same stance as the world. We worry like, the world we spazzing out like the world he said i'm your daddy i'm your father there's a way that you should be proclaiming and then this is where i want to encourage you so what do we do we do with hebrews 6 and 15 it's a testimony it says then abraham waited patiently and he received what god had promised and remember like our children we're teaching them some things. We're maturing. We want to see growth. And so he's our father. He's doing the same thing. He know Latrice can be like this. Latrice, can, I got to get this out of her because he know we not him. So he know, yeah, all of this I have for you, but there's timing that I'm going to give it to you because I got to work some things in you. Don't think just like he know how to bless us. He know who we are. And so he know, all right, they gave their life to me, but these areas need to perfect it. Let me start. And the, the, at the rate we get those things are the rate of our obedience getting in his word allowing it transform us so a lot of times it's not begging him it might be get you together he like i gave you the formula it's in my word but you don't want to read my word so it's gonna be a long process you know so we have to just remember these things so i just want to encourage y'all y'all just remember for the word of the lord will never fail y'all he is so faithful don't act like you know an orphan be reminded that we have a god who cares i mean oh my god there's nothing that he will not do for us and if you are listening and you don't know the god that i'm talking about 
He loves you so much. And you might say, well, I stand from an orphan stance. I, I feel like I don't have anyone that loves me. But I want you to know that you don't have to be. He He loves you so much. He died just for you. And so maybe you've been in an orphan status because that's what you've chose. You've pushed him away. You've not come. But he said, harden not your heart when he's knocking. My voice is him talking to you. This is not about me, but it's just me availing myself to God. Hear him through me saying, come to me and you don't have to remain an orphan. But he, his whole plan was that you would be one of his children, but to be his children, you've got to accept him. You've got to repent of your sins and ask him to come into your heart, confess and believe that he is the Lord. He gave his only son just for you and he would have done it just for you. And so I encourage you to yield this life. It is such a blessed life to live for the Lord and to have a heavenly father that cares so much for you. He has a plan for your life, but you cannot walk that plan without him. You are a masterpiece, but you need your master. And so I encourage you to just yield your life to him and know that he loves you more than you can ever imagine. So y'all, I will check in midweek. Be blessed. Have a great one. Remember for the word of the Lord will never fail. Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.